Welcome, everyone. Thanks for checking me out today. I know it's been a while doing some stuff, but how about that? You know, weekend of Pocono. I have a lot of love for the track. Many, you know, probably don't know, but grew up right down the road, went to eight straight races in the infield off of the tunnel. I was a child before childhood got all hanky and screwed, and that stopped happening. I worked there. I might live nowhere near and haven't lived anywhere near for, man, I feel old, almost 17 years, technically. You know, um, but it still has a special place in my heart because of all that and those memories and the money I made and the good times, you know, that I had. So it's something that I'll always mean a lot to me. And it's a place that, you know, I hopefully people like Riley Herbst will appreciate at some point because it's a great track. It's very unique. It's a beautiful area. The people totally don't suck. Now, what more can you ask for? It might not be, you know, the simple thing. It's the simplest track in the world, but. Damn it, it's a good track, and you have to work to get around it. And he finished good this time, so I don't know what he's so disgruntled about. But big shout-outs to give for the weekend. Uh, Kyle Busch playing it perfect in the truck race to move on high. Everyone's talking about how he wasn't going to get it. And I was watching him go down that front stretch, come to the white. I'm like, he's going to get him. And then, sure enough, drafted and just drove right away from some congratulations on Kyle Busch getting to win the truck series. You people can complain about it all you want, but he's good for the series. It's good for those guys like Corey Heim to race against people like that. And, you know, shout out to him getting 100 wins for KBM. That's a big deal. It's a crazy big deal, actually. The amount of wins that man, you know, now they might be in Chevy, but the amount of wins he got for Toyota, that was a big loss. And glad to see that they're winning races, you know, with Chevy. And again, 100 wins for KBM. That's a big deal. A lot of teams don't have anywhere near that. He might be a good chunk of them, but he wasn't all of them. And... It's good to see uh, Austin Hill. He didn't win the race on Saturday. Josh Berry blew it. Sucked to see how it ended because he, you know, he hasn't looked, you know, as competitive as everyone expected, you know, and he dominated that thing. But, you know, Austin Will got the win. So congratulations to him. Can't take that away from him. He got the win. That's all you could ask for, right? He got the win when he had to. Um, and, and that wasn't anything on Sam Mayer. Like, you know, so I take I give him credit for, you know, taking some responsibility, but that was just one of those racing things, man. And it happens and it really just, you know, junior motorsports, they haven't been as, you know, dominating as we all expect them coming into the season the way they were on the ovals last year. So again, some you know, only one move driver moved being Brandon Jones and them losing, you know, Noah, but no one was winning so many races. You know, that was a big loss, but that was a Josh Berry loss, not an Austin Hill win. And then three, NASCAR blowing the ending to the Cup Series race. Like they throw him so fast that someone goes around all the other time. And at Pocono, they had more than enough time to give him time to get it fired and going back around. And then the people in the booth making the excuse, well, they tried their best to get the ending to the race, best ending for the race on track for the fans. And why didn't they throw the caution when he was around? Because Pocono, you got at least 15 seconds from where they were. 10, 15 seconds to throw it. They throw it immediately with so many of them all day. And that one, they literally wait damn near a whole entire lap before they call it under caution. Yeah, it, it's not even them throwing. It's the consistency. Like, how are you going to throw one that early all the time? And then when it gets to the end of the race, oh, well, they're trying to give the fans the best ending they can. So they didn't throw a caution when he was sitting there for 10, 15 seconds. So they could end it under caution after so many laps were run under caution because they have a restart and everyone would wreck. Like, that was a piss-poor product for the fans whole lot of single file follow the leader and that was dumb but they had the time 
And these new cars aren't known to fire right back up and you spin back around and keep going. So I don't know what the hell their problem was uh, there. Oh, and by the way, that was on Austin Dillon, not Tyler Reddick. Tell me what you think about it. I'm pretty confident in saying that wasn't Reddick's fault. Sorry. I mean, not sorry. He came like how I, I mean, from the angles I saw on TV, how much lower did he expect Tyler to go? And he's already down on the white line, a little below it. You know, like, you know, from the one angle, I remember him, he was right there. Like he's not just going to lay down and let you have the spot. We all know he's not going to lay down and let you have the spot. It's not what he does. So Austin needs to do better on that. That just was dumb to see him, you know, hell of a throw, but it's still dumb to have it happen. Uh, really just dumb, but big takeaways. Big thing everyone's talking about at the end of the high point 400 was Denny Hamlin. And like the title says, Denny Hamlin was doing Denny Hamlin things at Pocono. It's what he does. And anyone can try to defend me. You're just mad because it was a Hendrick guy and because the Gibbs guys won. No, I've, I don't care who he does it to. You know, he'd have a stroke if someone did that to him. If, you know, if you follow my socials, you know, again, when it comes to Danny, Danny, you've seen some stuff where I share, and I even say I can't believe I'm agreeing with him on anything because, you know, he just flops his jibs so much, you know, except for when he does something stupid, then, you know, he's 100% defends himself. But there are so many times he's done this stuff before that I don't even know how people can, like, say that there's zero chance that he, you know, meant to do it. I mean, Danny and Danica, to the point where Danica actually got in his face one year because it just kept happening. Him and Chase Elliott at Martinsville, where he ended Chase's you know, championship hopes and wins because he straight just dumped him going into turn three because he couldn't get around him, so he wrecked him. And even Ross Chastain, as much as Ross deserved it, he did that move to him last year, and then he did the move to Kyle this year. Why? Because he wasn't beating him otherwise. Again, arrow package, stuff like that doesn't help, but he does have a history of doing this, people, and saying he could say, Kyle did that to me on road courses. Everyone runs everyone over on road courses if you watch pretty much all of them. And if you go to Watkins Glen soon, what's going to get run over there too? It happens habitually at road courses. I don't like it any more than the next guy. People overdrive turns that run people over. I'll slip off and come up. Like, it's just what happens on these things. You see some of the best in the world even having trouble and in getting into people. Like It's just, that's the name of the game. It's not an excuse, but if that's the best he has, look how many people have just straight up bulldozed each other in the last like two or three years alone at road courses. Straight bulldoze, not even, you know, Overdroving it, they just went in there and crunch, and just moved everyone out of the way, especially a Coda. So that's the best he got. He could shut up, but and again, I don't want to hear about Bubba that one time because Kyle paid for his thing, and that was like the one time you could think of. Granted, there's been you know with lesser equipment cars where he's run over, but you know everyone's guilty of that not just straight dumping people. There's a difference between you know overdriving and causing something stupid, and just see you later, bye. There's a very fine difference. Between the two of them. So none of that's relevant. He claims he didn't do anything. He didn't touch him. You know, and he could have lifted. If someone left Denny the option of lifting or eating a wall, Denny would be having a hissy fit and asking for suspensions and points penalties and all kinds of stuff because that's what he does when he gets wrecked. He throws a hissy fit, but he has no problem doing it to people, which is what always been my biggest problem with Denny Hamlin. He's like Jeff Gordon in the 90s. It didn't matter what the hell Jeff did, but he managed to go after everyone, and they did the same thing to him and then threw a hissy fit. And someone did it back. 
And Denny has just had a history of it. You can't deny it. Again, Dan, I can't Daytona, Chase Elliott, go back and watch those Martinville races. He didn't just happen to drive in there too deep. He just bulldozed him to get him the hell out of the way and wreck him. Oh, boy. So he could win. And there's, you know, nothing. And like I keep saying, it was just Denny doing Denny things. And I do appreciate, you know, Kyle's line that Denny is always right. Because if you listen to it, he always thinks he's right. And then he's never really at fault. You know, he always... This is how it happened. This is the way it is, no matter what anyone else thinks or sees. And again, to me, it's probably why he hasn't won a championship because, you know, I've always said karma is the only thing holding him back because he's just like he either says really insightful stuff or he's just a straight dick and there's no way around it. I'm sorry. I respect his driving ability, but he does things like that, which, you know, again, look at Ty Gibbs all those times, like Brandon Jones last year at Martinsville. Oh, you know, I'm just like, dude, you just drove in there and didn't use your brakes. Ended Brandon Jones's, you know, playoff run when he was going to win to get yourself another one by straight wrecking him because you couldn't get around him otherwise. Again, it happens a lot with people, you know. And that organization, you know, seems to be, at least with some of them, but, and this is what it is. I don't know. Kind of pissed me off. And the really the biggest thing of it doesn't, the really worst thing is no matter what happens between them now or Kyle does anything, everyone's going to say it's, you know, intentional for the rest of the season regardless of if it is and it's just going to cause more drama and chaos because that's the only way they can get people to pay attention to them is just by sheer stupid and letting people drive around like jackasses but you know we're going to hear it was intentional it was payback like regardless about how you could blow a tire and go up the track and take him out and they'll still say it was intentional like he went out there and cut his tire like it's just it's the way it is and fans will freak out but to me it has nothing to do with a hendrick guy you know getting taken out the fact that denny did the same move to chastain Literally last year, literally same thing, same spot and made contact and said he didn't touch him or do anything like he's done to so many people. And then he freaks out on everyone else. And that's my big problem with it. But I had to let that one out. Like, it's just, I don't know. I love the track. I love racing. I just hate seeing dumb stuff like that. And then people not owning it. That's really the big thing. People not, at least Kyle owned with the whole Bubba thing last year. He owned it. Denny always says, well, I didn't do nothing on what you're talking about. And that's my problem with it. You know, it happens all the time. He has a million excuses. Never takes any responsibility, but that's it. That's where I'm going to leave it. Don't forget to check the socials out. Racing Rosinski on Twitter. Racing with Jesse Rosinski. Everywhere else, sponsors, go to reaperapparelco.com. Use code Rosinski. Get a hat like this or anything else and save 10%. Hold the line. Discount code's on the socials. You have the link. Go through there, get yourself some challenge coins. Everyone loves challenge coins. It helps support the military, first responders, and all of them. You know, some of the proceeds, which really helps. And it's a really cool challenge coin to have in your, your arsenal and collection. And then you go to the Hodge Twins website through the link I share or use code JESSE10. Save 10% on your order and get entered to win that Ford Raptor and all their other giveaways that they're doing. Because every dollar spent counts as an entry. And please, like all of them, don't forget to share the hell out of all this because it helps immensely. So until we meet again, enjoy it. Let me know what you think and peace.